0: Got Robert van Royen waiting patiently hearing me prattle on. Uh, obviously does superb work for the press down here and stuff.co.nz. G'day Robert, how are you doing? Yeah, morning mate. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. And I don't necessarily have a massive issue with the selection necessarily, but I tell you what, I did get a different feeling when I looked at the Springbok side but when I looked at our side. What what did you what was your instant reaction when you when you pulled that 23 up yesterday?
1: Uh, well, first thing was I mean, you know, you've just been going on about it and it's one that I've also I've, I've thought the same for for a long time. Now, Will Jordan they're not getting another run at fullback and Foster just insisting on shunting him out to the right wing, sticking with Bowden Barrett. Um, that's the big one. I just can't can't understand that one. Um Will Jordan it's clearly his best position is fullback. Um it's, it's Ben Smith all over again, isn't it? You know, he was he was repeatedly put out on the right wing he was clearly uh, fullback was his best position. Um, I still haven't seen enough. I mean, look, surely this week is, is it right against the Springboks. If, if Bowden Bowen's going to have to play really well this week, surely. I mean, it, or does he stick with him? Look, To be honest, I think Foster probably is going to stick with him regardless. Um, but I'd like to think that that he wouldn't, that if he doesn't um, prove himself against the Springboks uh, this week that, that he's not retained at 15. Um, what, what would be really interesting, I think, is if, is if the... If there were no injuries, I mean, if if Narawa and Leicester Anuku were both available and fit, would the back three look exactly the same this week? Um, I mean, I personally, on Leicester's form uh, during the season, I would have had him on the left wing. Um, look, Talia, there's plenty of discussion there. I mean, would if were after last week, if he was available, would they have um, would they have left him out and? Talia, and as you said earlier, it does sound like this was sort of the way they were heading. Um, You know, Talia had a really good season as well, and I'm really that that match up with Tesla and Colby is going to be outstanding. They've both got great feet. Um, Look, them lining up opposite each other is going to be great viewing on Saturday night. But um, yeah, Talia had a really good season, but you know, you do. I think he did sour on a few people in the uh, semi final against the Crusaders defensively, he was poor in that match. And probably you, t- you look at all of the three games against the Crusaders this year, and going back even last year, I- Talia has not played well in big matches against the Crusaders. Um, so i will be watching him very carefully tomorrow night for sure.
0: Yeah, look, interesting, Rob, because I think what the Crusaders did in that semi-final was they made a, a huge effort. That as soon as he had the ball, he was swarmed. There was three or four jerseys mm-hmm. around him. It was clearly a. It was. I, I mean, you, you'd know you were down there at Rugby Park, but it was clearly to me it looked like it was an agenda of the Crusaders to not let him move. And um, I mean, the Blues have got seven players in this twenty-three. Crusaders six, Chiefs four, Landers and Canes three each. And you know what? Of all of the, the Blues players that get a run, I don't actually have as much of an issue with Talea although I still don't think he would be my first choice left wing, as you said. I made the hmm. point. A lot of a lot of this stems, and this is trickle-on effect from Bowden Barrett, and I just don't think, mate, that he can play himself out of this team, to be honest. I think it's done, and I think they then select around him. And I just think for Damien McKenzie, you'd just be looking at the sky, wouldn't you? Like, what more can I do? Mm-hmm. What did you make of his performance yeah. last week against Argentina?
1: I thought, I thought McKenzie was good last week. I mean, sure, the goal-kicking wasn't great. Um, and I, I know that's got a few people thinking, well, uh, it needs to be better. But um, I, I thought in terms of his actual play around the park, I thought Damien McKenzie was really good, especially for his first test in over 18 months. So... Look to, to, for him not to even make the 23. I look, I can't understand. I look, Caleb Clark on the bench. Just I, again, that's the other one. That I, the other thing that I sort of caught my eye was, well. What's he, what's he doing on the bench? To not even have Damien McKenzie on, on on the bench as one. As not to not have him starting is one thing. Not have him on the bench is another thing altogether. Um, whether this is just a, a one-off and we'll see what happens again with those like Cup tests. But um, yeah, I was, very, I was definitely surprised by that. And um, look, I'm still not sure if. I still believe Mawang is the number one option at 10, and that, that was pleasing to see that Foster went down that road this week. Um, but McKenzie, not in the 23, definitely surprised. Um, and, and your point on, on the... Look, I, I don't always... On, the, on how many players should each Super Rugby Team, I don't always... That's something I haven't always got too carried um, carried away with, thinking, oh, look, Blues have got eight or nine, you know, whatever the numbers are, and and looking into that too much. But, yeah, you are right. The fact that the last Chiefs is probably a little bit surprising this week.
0: I think it is, and I think it is because it's explainable when you, again, when you work backwards from the other selections. But I've had a text come through from Matt. Red and black sounds a whole lot better on you with a bit of yellow in it. All those Chiefs mentioned, you still didn't mention Luke Luke Jacobson. So, you know, there <laughs> yeah, is... there's another one, yeah. yeah. There, there's, a, there's another one. It's just like, eventually, I, I know that, the, the hierarchy just couldn't care less about Super Rugby. I mean, <laughs> how much more proof do we need than that? But eventually, you just pick form players Unless you've got this proven track record of a team that is world-beating time and time again. But last year, I mean, the All Blacks were were terrible at times. And yes, there was progression in that game against Argentina. I just think maybe they're showing their hand that internally they think that this group and they're actually further along than maybe we can see externally. And I guess that's the beauty of tomorrow, Robert, because it's, a, it's a, the all-time barometer, isn't it? It
1: is, and, and, and yeah, look, like you it was, there was progress, you can say, last year, but it's also worth pointing out, sorry, last week against Argentina, but it's also worth pointing out, after they lost that loss in Christchurch to Argentina, they did bounce back and then put 50 on them and, and hammer them in Hamilton. So, look, the Pumas are not a great team. Um, so, yeah, I was certainly one that didn't take, get carried away with that performance last week. Yes, there was some, some good stuff there, and it was, it was good to see their attack showed some different stuff. It wasn't just going into the pod system continuously, which we've seen a lot of that um, in, in recent years. So, um, yeah, as you say, this is definitely the, this is the test. I mean, you look at that South African lineup. up um, that Type 5 is outstanding. And and when you can, I mean, Malcolm Marks, someone that I've, that's a pr- that voice sort of generally brought off the bench, and when you can, someone like Herman, Steph DeToyce, and Dwayne Vermeulen, Snyman, when I mean, you can bring guys like that off the bench, um, Hell, that, that's, that's outstanding. And, and then they've got plenty of weapons. Um, you know, this isn't this is a South African team that's just going to... I've looked at the forecast, too. It's looking pretty good. Um, but this, is, this isn't a, an old-school South African team that's just going to kick and kick and, and smash and bash. They've, they've got plenty of flair and attacking um, prowess as well. And, as, as a, you know, look at someone like Cheslin Colby. I mean, you give him give him an inch and, and he'll torch you. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a beaut.
0: I've spoken to a a, a South African rugby journalist and podcaster, Cookie Kule. He's coming up after 11. And he he makes the point that this team was actually always designed for the 2023 World Cup. And they were even slightly ahead of schedule in 2019. And if you look at the balance that they have across the park, it's easy to see why. And then you add um, Andre Pollard and It's quite a scary proposition. So that's exciting. And and on the subject of first fives, you've seen a lot of Richie Moonga here in Christchurch. I think the reason Damien McKenzie looked so good last week and a lot of what he did during Super Rugby is that they were playing fast and he was playing flat. And when Damien McKenzie gets the ball flat and takes it to the line, almost like that rap play when he hit uh, Geordie and and then came Mm. out the back in the weekend. and, And he just, when he's at full pace, there's not... It's not really anything like it. Now, that's different to how Richie Mawonga plays. He seems to play at a bit more of a tempoed pace, and he sometimes takes his time with ball in hand. He obviously, when he goes, he goes, but he likes to play with depth, and he likes to find his pods around him from there. How have you seen Richie Mawonga progress to over his seven years at the Crusaders, or eight years at the Crusaders, and what sort of first five is he nowadays?
1: He's a heck of a lot smarter than he initially was. He definitely sort of picks and chooses. There was a time there where he was, he probably, some people might have said this year that he didn't, didn't actually run as much or enough. But I think he, if you look at him, he's probably been a bit smarter in knowing when, when picking his time to go um and, and he 's certainly a lot a much better um his kicking has improved like his his general play kicking thatstan he 's got he 's got a lot of distance on his kicks, and that was something that was he definitely struggled with early early doors um one of the other things he 's definitely been quite prone he rewind a few years missing touch quite a lot on penalties always trying to bite off that extra distance very aggressive he's, he's the last couple of years especially this year he was much better and in that regard, just cutting out those costly errors. You know, there's nothing worse than, than, than getting a penalty and and then your 10 missing touch, either going, coming up short or kicking it in goal, which Moana has done over the, the years a bit. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot smarter. And and, and going back to McKenzie, um, I think he's even said, I think the big thing with him, that we've seen this year, is he just hasn't quite been, hasn't run a side, uh, across field so much and and even he admitted that that was something he had to work on. He too much of that. So, I, I really would have liked to have seen, you know, uh, uh, the option of Mackenzie coming off the bench later on and, and injecting, you know, what he can do later on in the match. As you say, you know, when he's flat and yeah, you know, he's, he's a nightmare for defenders. Um, so yeah, um, and then if I can just go on to Bowden Barrett again, I am, I am probably ninety-nine point nine. Sure, if, if Robertson Scott Robinson was coached now, that he wouldn't be. Uh, he wouldn't be starting. He'd probably be on the twenty-three. Probably be on the bench, but he would not be starting.
0: Well, I don't know if he'd be on the bench, to be honest, Robert, because I think this is where the predicament comes. If he doesn't start, I don't know if you can justify him having him on the bench because Damien McKenzie seems like the world's most obvious twenty-three. If you want to start Will Jordan at fullback and play the best fullback at his best position, and and then from there you can have Natawa and Flying Anuku on the wings, or Talair and Flying Anuku on the wings, and I think Caleb Clark's another. He's another one that's had a, a hell of a lot of chances and comes from that Blues contingent that. Um, yeah, it's a head scratcher for me, but well, again, he was not Nothing. No, yeah, he,
1: he, Clark. He, Clark I don't think was that good this year. We didn't see he was he was better the last last year, the year before, um, and you know probably justify you think he deserves to be the All squad. But this year, I, I certainly, yeah, look, I, I was a little bit surprised for him to even make the, for him to make the squad was one thing, but to make the twenty three, hell, um, yeah, it's 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 a biggie. And just going on on Barrett on and if Robertson would. Pick him. Uh, yeah, like I've spoken to him about about it all, and it's, it's it's an interesting one because you know you do a lot of the, they, a lot of people talk about these experienced players, and they also you know you do need these experienced players, guys who've been there, done, been in and around for a long time, in and around. So yeah, it's an interesting I look, I don't know if he'd him in the twenty three or not. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I don't think he'd go on the record and say right now or anything. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's an interesting one, but I definitely don't think he'd be starting.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great hypothetical, but I, you know one thing that you have to respect about Razor is he's done a, a really he's done quite a good job of distancing himself and making sure that he's not undermining mm. the current current regime, which I think is something yeah. that he would have prided himself on. So um, yeah, we we won't we won't confuse him for that. Hey, Robert, we'll let you crack on with your Matadiki Friday, mate. And um, I was just in a word or two, Wallabies. Do you- <laughs> I mean, they have to be better, don't they? That, I mean, Argentina were, were fairly bad, but the Wallabies were pretty close to insipid. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have so
1: they to get better. were both poor, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, and they were, and they were both... Um, a yeah, few, few changes. Of, um, well, both sides have, have rung some changes, um, which is probably not a surprise. Both were really, really disappointing last week. So, yeah, you're, you're right. Surely they will be better. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'll probably be tipping, tipping the Aussies, uh, Aussies in a closer one there. Um Look, I don't. I know you like it a bit. Did you get on the All Blacks when they were at 370? I'm sorry, South Africa, when they were at 370? I saw I was 370 earlier in the week, and then I saw 270 yesterday.
0: Yeah, look, I'd go up the 11.5, uh, 10.5, or it was 11.5 start, at the start of the week, which just seemed entirely... Entirely uh, inappropriate and actually disrespectful to a world a world champion twenty three. So I think the mar- the market's close short and dinner we, but it's going to start closer than that. But who knows? Maybe mm. after a couple of beers, all the the patriotic patriotic New Zealand fans just start pumping the All Blacks thirteen and over tomorrow, and they drift out again. I don't really know how, wh- where where it'll finish, but I do know it'll be a hell of a game, Robert. So you enjoy it? Yeah,
1: absolutely,
0: absolutely. Cheers, mate.